Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And first and foremost, before we get go anywhere else, just as we start the month of August, we just want to say thank you to Union Bank and Trust. Uh, this podcast this month, as we get ready for Nebraska's kickoff against Northwestern in Ireland, has been made possible by Union Bank and Trust. So just a quick shout out to to our friends, like I said, at Union Bank and Trust for um, being awesome and making this all possible. There will be a lot of exciting things to come in the month ahead uh, with Hill Varsity, thanks to Union Bank and Trust. I'm just going to keep saying their name over and over. (laughs) Um, But I do just want to make sure that we give them credit. So thank you to them. It's going to be an exciting month. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to believe that August is here. I don't actually believe it i was just before we started recording telling sasha like our schedule so for those of you that are used to like listening at a specific time i think for the most part it should stay about what we like i don't know we're gonna have to figure that out because with august comes football volleyball just sports schedules again and uh that means practice availability it just gets busy very quickly it sure does. So if we're not here right away on Wednesdays, it will be at some point on Wednesday or potentially Thursday. Yes, we'll we'll settle into a rhythm. We're just trying to figure out what that rhythm looks like. looks like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been like a busy couple of weeks so far. I realized I'm about, you know, a little over two weeks away from heading to Ireland, which is also mm-hmm. really strange and crazy. Um, but the last two weeks, actually within like a eight day span, I was in Indianapolis for Mm. big 10 football media days and then turned around pretty much right away the next week and went to Chicago for the inaugural big 10 volleyball media days. And so I told Sasha, I kind of want to talk about big 10 volleyball media days, having been there, gotten to experience. By the way, this is not just inaugural for the Big Ten. It is the first volleyball media days of this kind at any Division One level. Yeah, A lot of schools will do their own personal media days, uh, but this is the first time the conference as a whole made a commitment similar to what they do for football and basketball, I should point out. They do, mm-hmm. they do media days for both men's and women's basketball. Um, I'm remembering correctly... I think the last couple of years, those two have been combined where they did men and women uh, yeah. together at the same time. So in Nebraska's case, Fred Hoiberg and players, Amy Williams and players were all together in Indianapolis. Um, but this is the first of the its kind for volleyball specifically. And it was really exciting because the sport is growing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, it just meant a lot to be there. And I thought, let's just, let's just talk about it. <laughs> Something that's like insane to me. I was thinking about this this morning when we decided we were going to talk about this. I did not realize that this had not been done before. Mm -hmm. Like in my mind, living in Nebraska, like volleyball is a huge freaking deal. And so I guess I just kind of assumed that it's always, they've always had a media day. Mm -hmm. So I was, I, I didn't realize that it was the first of its kind, which is a little absurd, but I'm glad that they're doing this now. Yeah. And I do want to just point out, because if anyone was watching the, there's a couple, there's some feedback first and foremost, there are people who are upset because they, we were all under the impression. I want to just say I was too, that the event itself would be live streamed. And as it turns out, oh. it doesn't look like it was streamed anywhere. Uh, obviously BTN uh, streams the football mm -hmm. and I don't, to be honest with you, when basketball media days takes place, it's in the middle. It's like in October. So like everything is colliding at once. So like yeah. my just like general off the cuff knowledge of Big Ten basketball media days is very limited. Um, I'm trying to remember. I, I, I'm sure maybe it's streamed. But at the same time, it might not be because of the setup. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. People were like, we were looking for the stream. It wasn't available. That was a fair criticism. And I think it's feedback that should be listened to by the Big Ten and taken advantage of for 2023 mm -hmm. when they look at hosting this again, that people clearly want to be able to watch these um, podium interviews live. So, you know, yeah. even if it's not on BTN, which at the same time, like what else is on BTN at that point in the middle mm -hmm. of the day? Um, just stream it online. Like just right. put it online. Um and as we know, at this point, you know, because of the because of the pandemic and whatnot, it's it's significantly easier to stream things and figure out a way to do so. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's literally hardwiring yourself and like plugging in a camera. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, and they had the whole setup nice. I think part of it was they were kind of wanting to do a big recap show at the end of the day. So I think that was part of it is they were like kind of, you know, they're a media entity as well. They, they are looking for advertising dollars just as much as any of us are looking for advertising dollars or subscribers, everything else. So I think to a degree, they're probably a little bit like holding on to that so that they could share it. And I, I yeah. understand and respect that because like when you get something you want to be able to hold and like, distribute it in the way that like benefits you at the mm -hmm. end of the day, all of these are businesses. Um, with that said, I think it's just still, you know, go find a sponsor who can sponsor your live stream for like next year right. and just call it a day because it, I mean, people were clearly, it wasn't just Nebraska fans who were asking either. I actually got retweeted by Michigan state's volleyball program for one of my tweets. And then I had Michigan state fans who were asking me, Hey, where can I watch this? Yeah. And so it wasn't just Nebraska fans admittedly Nebraska fans were more prominent. Um, but it wasn't just Nebraska fans. Yeah. There were fans of other programs that are like, Hey, I really want to watch this. Where can I see this? And telling them that they have to wait till 7 PM to be able to catch up on everything. I understand the frustration there. So yeah. that is one where I'm like, yes, they need to, um, they need to make that a thing for 2023. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think maybe, just to play devil's advocate. They did it this way because it was the inaugural one. They didn't know how much engagement it would get. And then seeing how much, how people were hungry for 
everything. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe that changes executionally how they do things next year. I, I So that's actually a really good point and one that I want to like touch on because part of this was people were looking at the setup and they were like, football gets, you know, an entire stadium and basketball gets an entire arena, but mm -hmm. all volleyball gets is this conference room at the Big Ten Network Studios. Now, first and foremost, I just want to point out that what you saw was only a portion of their day. So they took over essentially the entire Big Ten, stu Big Ten Studios in Chicago. So they were doing um, interviews and different things in the actual studio itself. Then they had a section where they were doing social media and all. So they were utilizing different spaces of the Big Ten Studios, right. but we're just watching from the, like one camera, you're just seeing this one little room and thinking, well, that's like not great. Right Now, I will be perfectly honest. I really liked the setup where we were kind of in this conference room. It was a big conference room and we're all sitting around a table instead of um, instead of like being like in rows, just staring at them. We were all, it was kind of like we we're all sitting at like a meeting table together. Yeah. And so they were a little bit higher than us. They were sitting up at the front, like the head of the table, just a little bit higher, mostly for the camera to be able to get them without people being mm -hmm. in the way. But it, it allowed for like such a true conversation. Like yeah. there was so much more like ease to it. We could have banter, uh, follow up questions were easier. Um, if you, wanted to like piggyback off of another comment or if you wanted to like for instance um and you can find this uh this like seek like the sequence of events it was on uh btn's twitter i think tiktok everything but uh Maddie Kubik was talking about, you know, she was trying to remember the quote with great, with great power comes great responsibility. And she was like, you know, like in the Avengers with great power. And she's kind of sitting there and Matt Brown, who's the publisher of extra points, he goes, yeah. uh, with great responsibility. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they're having this and he goes, well, thank you so much, Spider-Man. And then it was just like this funny <laughs> moment of like, it wasn't a traditional press conference in the sense yeah. where you feel super like formal and I have to sit here and answer. And I even said, in my opinion, I liked this setup so much that I would almost rather for football, they should just do these type of rooms for all of the players where it's 20 minutes instead mm -hmm. of an hour, 20 minutes in one room. So you still do an hour, but you go room, maybe there's three breakout rooms or something yeah. and you go in and it's like 30 to 40 people in there. They're all sitting around a table and you get like, you talk about whatever for those 20 minutes. And when 20 minutes is up, you're on to the next, because the thing that's like super like tough to know if you're not somebody at these events. So at like big 10 football media days, they get sat at these tables and it's a big room. There's mm -hmm. usually, you know, multiple teams going at once. The topics re like re come up about every 15, 20 minutes. So right. like, if you look at like what Hale Versi shared on her YouTube channel, you'd be like, oh, there's only 15 minutes of Quentin Newsom. I thought he spoke for an hour. You do not want an hour of Quentin Newsom sitting at that table because answering he starts the answering the same questions every 15 to 20 minutes. And that becomes hard because the, you can tell they're just like, I already answered this. He answered this. And so yeah. there's two things where sometimes the second time they answer, it's better. But then sometimes it's just like, I've already answered this. So if you put them in situations where it's a smaller breakout and it's mm -hmm. like an intentional like room, like what we just did for volleyball, I feel like you build more rapport where they feel more comfortable and less like people are just like yeah. looking at them in a fishbowl 
and expecting answers from them. Yeah. So I, like I, I digress. It just sounds more like a more intimate situation in that, like you can actually, you know, like you mentioned, have a, have a more generalized conversation versus just, you know, any kind of media availability where you're like, question, 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 Mm -hmm. like, and then you've got somebody, you know, calling on, okay, this person from this place can ask this question now type of a deal. So, and I like the idea um, that they did like different stations. So like, I know at Big Ten Media Days, they, for football, they have like a radio row. So they've Mm -hmm. got the main room where they are, you know, basically on display for an hour. And then they have about 20 minutes on radio row where they're, you know, sat that, I mean, it's literally a row. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've never been uh, seen a radio row. You get in contact with the SID say, Hey, I'd like to grab this player, this player, this player, this coach, this coach, this coach or assistant. And then they're brought in and it's, ba- it's not necessarily a scrum, but you've got about five minutes and they oh, go to each different limited. station. Um, but I like what you said about how with the big 10 media for volleyball, they had like a social media section. And then they had like the stage where it could be like a sit down one-on-one interview. It sounded like a type of yes. a situation. And then you've got the more intimate with tables and them a little bit higher. Like, I, I just think that that's sounds like operationally, it works a little bit better. Well, and, and the content you get is better. Changed, like football media days has even changed since you've seen it. Like, I yeah. feel like I would love to take you and like, have your, like have your perspective on it mm-hmm. because it's now at Lucas oil. And yeah. it's not that I, I like Lucas oil. I think mm-hmm. the setup is somewhat nice, but like the thing is, is they have in one corner, the big press conference area. And then right behind, like kind of like right in front of that, they have the BTN set up mm-hmm. because they want to make, they want you to see everything behind it, but it's yeah. like right in the middle of everything. Radio row is like on one sideline. Mm-hmm. And then they have the interviews all in the middle of the like rest of the arena. So arena stadium, whatever. <laughs> um, the issue that you run into is one, it's a sound suck. Um, but two, yeah. like it, is just such a big space, but it's also really easy for things to get lost within it. So for instance, after Nebraska was done, Trev Alberts decided to speak really randomly, like to the media kind of off to the side. Mm -hmm. Um, If you weren't paying attention, you did not see him over there. Like it was one of those things where like, um, you did not see his, like you could, you just couldn't like the setup was like, the setup is just so big. And I understand Mm -hmm. football currently lends itself to that. So, for the people who are like, oh, vo- football gets this big, you know, big setup and volleyball got this. Like I said, you don't, we're only seeing a piece of it, but kind of to your point about, you know, not, they probably weren't sure what they were going to get either. Yeah. They had like 12 Nebraska media members, but they were probably like, who else is going to come? Mm-hmm. Um, at least, at least on Monday, because I, I'm guessing some people came on Tuesday that didn't come Monday, depending on when their school is available. Um, but there are people there from Michigan. There are people there from Northwestern, which makes sense. It's in Chicago. Yeah. Um, but there were um, national volleyball. So like from Volleyball Mag, um, the AVCA, like there are people, there are a lot of people. And I think, so I just froze for a second and I'll get back to what I was going to say, but I just, what is going on in Omaha right now? I feel like all I see is people talking about like how their internet freezes and like goes in and out. Like it is happening so much lately and it does not matter if you have one um, internet provider or another. It just sounds like everybody is going through the exact same thing. And it's just like, 
it's 2022. Right. Why is the internet <laughs> this bad? But anyway, my, my point is, is what I was going to say about volleyball is um, you're probably not going to put it in a Lucas oil because one, that is just like what football still is what it is right now, but that doesn't mean we can't grow other things to that, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't put basketball in the same setup as football either. They're right. all different. They all have different kind of like coverage following everything else. With this, I could just see it expanding into like, okay, now you know, like maybe the Big Ten Network studios aren't large enough for it. Mm -hmm. So maybe now next year you do have to look at like hosting it at like what football used to do at a, you know, a convention center. Maybe you host it at a hotel conference room. Like, Mm -hmm. again, Big Ten Media Days has only been at Lucas Oil. The football media days has only been at Lucas Oil the last two years. Part of that, it was always at different hotels in Chicago Mm -hmm. and it was in the ballroom. Yeah, that was the whole thing. So I you you have to grow to something. You have to expand to something. So I, I, this I, it was just year one. But I think for yeah. year one, the setup was pretty nice, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I liked the look of everything that I saw um, come out of that. Um, it just seemed like I mean, you could tell the difference, like how far away people were from whoever was speaking. Mm-hmm. And it, it, especially that clip that I mentioned to you earlier mm-hmm. of John Cook, like it just, it just seemed like it was more free flowing conversation and not just like a media scrum. Like it com- sometimes comes off as with big 10 media days for football. Yeah. I mean, uh, Michigan, Michigan state's new coach, Leah Johnson, she let's use her as an example. She is, um, she, she was just named, uh, their new head coach, uh, let's see when they officially made this announcement, um, February. So pretty mm-hmm. recently, uh, she found out she was pregnant this spring, um, shared that with the team through like a pool party that they did this summer. And, um, she was telling the story and then her players on either side of her kept saying like, we're having a girl. So like they were talking about her, yeah. her bait, her future, uh, child, as like a team baby, uh, they call the baby right now noodle. Um, <laughs> it's just, but the, the whole thing was, is like this whole conversation came to be because somebody in the room said, Hey, coach Johnson just wanted to congratulate you. Mm-hmm. And that whole just congratulations spiraled into her talking about, um, the announcement to the team and being like really unsure if they were going, not like they wouldn't be excited for her, but like, here's the thing. I actually really appreciated this from coach Johnson in that moment is like, she's, she's due in January, 2023, but she's talking about how, like, she's pretty sure she is the first woman to ever be pregnant at the, like at the big 10 level in the big 10. She wasn't sure about other conferences. So she was like, I don't want to put words and I don't want to like misspeak, but she's pretty confident in the big 10. She's the first head coach which would make sense because there's not a lot of women um, coaching anyway, um, who will be pregnant through a season. And Mm -hmm. her concern was like, I was afraid my, the team would feel like my focus is going to be here. She's like, it's already really difficult to be a woman in sports, but now you're pregnant and you're worried that people are going to look at that pregnancy as like a distraction and you're not going to be able to like fulfill your duties of your job. And hearing her and other women coaches talk about just like, you know, the hardest part for them is the family aspect of their mm-hmm. jobs because, you know, you you feel like I'm supposed to be 
like they talk about how it's like it you know their their family has to step up because like they're not going to always be available and the thing that really stood out to me and why like these conversations are so great and they're so important to have but it also is like you know do the men ha- are the men ever thinking about these things right and the answer is typically no um you hear the men who are like, yeah, I have two young daughters at home or I have young kids at home. And like, I, you know, I, it's gets really busy and I miss them, but like, they're also in a situation where they're not even having to like, think about it for a second, like for a second, because they know everything is taken care of for them. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the women in that situation are worried that like people are going to view them as like bad moms. Right. And I don't know, listening to coach Johnson for me was like a really healing moment because Mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, this is a tough industry to be in to, to live and exist as a woman because you, you think like the second you start having children, people start to go, oh, well, you probably are going to transition into like more of a, you know, office type role, or you're going to transition like you away from like, if you were a sideline reporter away from the sidelines and more into a studio type role, it always becomes like women are going to change. And it's not that they have to sacrifice. Right. And it's not that you can't like, if that is what you want to do. Awesome. But if it's not like you shouldn't, I don't know. Anyway, long story short, that type of environment allowed for like these really like honest conversations Mm -hmm. to take place. And for me as a woman in sports, getting to hear, you know, coach Johnson and, other women, especially with these young women on the teams, talk mm-hmm. about just what it means to ex- like have this happen, have this type of event happen. It was like an incredibly moving thing for me as a woman because I'm like, yeah, yeah I imagine if I were, you know, 12 looking at these these events, I'd be pretty damn excited. <laughs> right. Yeah. I and that goes goes back to that conversation we have frequently about, you know, if you if you can see things, it becomes more like widely accepted. Like, you know, every single time we have a conversation about a serious topic concerning, um, you know, femmes in the, in this space specifically, I think that it's super important to keep, you know, just like if you, if you build it, they will come. Like if, you know, you put the, you put softball on TV, you put volleyball on TV, you have big 10 or, you know, media days for volleyball. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just think that it, just becomes more and more and more widely accepted. The fan base is there for sure. We know that we've seen the TV ratings. We've talked about them before. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it's really exciting. Um, I mean, I was already excited to like see some of the content come out from the volleyball media day, but like knowing that it was the inaugural one for any D one um, volleyball conference, like that's, that's pretty freaking exciting and really cool. Yes. I, I mean, I was just pulling this up, but like this was announced right as, um, everything was getting started with, uh, and let me go grab this one as well. Um, big 10, by the way, of all days, this is just like the perfect, um, uh, the perfect encapsulation of like how this day is going. Um, their website is like down right now. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I saw some people talking about how like a bunch of websites must be down. But anyway, uh, this all came out uh, right as uh, the volleyball media days were getting started. But 
the Big Ten will have a record-setting 55 volleyball matches televised in 2022. Here's part of it is, and this is at hillvarsity.com. If anyone wants to go check it out, Jacob Padilla uh, wrote a recap of this as the news was breaking. But the Big Ten announced on Monday that its television schedule includes, like I said, that record-setting 55 matches. That's between Big Ten Network, ESPN2, ESPNU, and FS1. Nebraska will play in 12 of those matches, two during non-conference play, 10 during league play. Uh, And then Nebraska also announced another six additional matches that will be televised through Nebraska Public Media. Um, But here's the part that gets even more exciting. The conference announced a new partnership with Volleyball World that will enhance the promotion and coverage of Big Ten Volleyball internationally. This is a multi-year partnership. There will be 70-plus matches that will appear on VolleyballWorld.tv. And here is the comment from uh, BTN. Volleyball World's emerging platform provides an excellent opportunity to deliver elite-level volleyball content to new and existing fans. Since launching last year, Volleyball World has established itself as the premier destination for the international volleyball community, and we are excited for the role Big Ten Volleyball can play in the growth of the game. Um, Jacob goes on to point out that volleyball is one of the fastest-growing sports in North America, and so this will just continue to build upon that. So... It really is one of those things that when you see it, you you know what's possible. So that is really the investment that the Big Ten is making in volleyball. It's the investment that um, volleyball is making uh, internationally. But like we've talked a lot about this too. Um, international volleyball is not going anywhere. Just to be clear, like there's a reason people love volleyball on an international stage. But we need to also have opportunities for young women and women to play play in the United States if that's mm-hmm. what they choose. So we need to make sure that we are building the possibility of these um, professional opportunities in the United States, building those up. And I think when we, you continue to create space where people can watch matches, whether it's at the collegiate level or beyond uh, nationally and internationally, it just continues to build upon that. So um, it's a good, it's a good step. It's great to see the big 10 continue to lead and be very uh, committed to volleyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully we can continue to see more of that. Yeah, in the for future. sure. That's really exciting. Lots of volleyball. When I think, I think of like when I was still in college, like that was one of my favorite sports to go cover mm-hmm. because the excitement then, and this was, you know, 10, 12 years ago, um, and I, w- it was just in council bluffs, but like council bluffs volleyball at the high school level is incredible. <laughs> like just the pool of talent and then speaking to them about what they're excited about then. I mean, even then Nebraska volleyball was like at the top of their list. Like that was the dream, you know? So like to see this evolve as much as it has in that time frame, and just knowing like the trajectory of where it's potentially going to go, like that's so rad. I'm <laughs> like it's- super excited. I like, honestly, my favorite sport to cover is volleyball between, and I I don't say that as disrespect. I love, I love football. I love, Mm -hmm. I love basketball. Um, I love baseball and softball. Like there's something special about every, every sport, like even like soccer. Like I love soccer. I will say like, especially as soccer has, this is probably the biggest, the biggest reason that like, um, 
making space for things is so important because for me, I didn't grow up a soccer fan Mm -hmm. outside of like playing soccer at the YMCA level. It wasn't really something like in my, like on my radar very often. It wasn't like in my world of having union Omaha, having, um, you know, just Nebraska start building up its, its teams. Mm -hmm. Um, that has helped me. And also like the, obviously the women, the women's national team and like the world cup, everything, like when you see it and you're exposed to it, it becomes easier to become a fan and become Mm -hmm. more invested. So I would say as an adult, I've become a bigger fan of soccer than I was growing up. Um, so like there's something special about all sports. And I think when you make them available for people to see and to absorb and to experience, they find the thing that matters. They find the things that they love. They find the things that they're passionate about. Same thing with hockey. Um, you, you go to like a UNO hockey game and Mm -hmm. there are people who are so invested in it. Mm -hmm. And I think about like, okay, if, if we continue to push for hockey to be, you know, something that is, accessible for people. They have the opportunity to not only see it, but to play it, to experience it. Mm -hmm. Maybe they discover that hockey is their sport, right? but you can't discover those things if you don't have the access and the availability to them. And you might go, well, a UNO hockey game is like not that expensive. That even could be too expensive for somebody, but it being on their TV might not be. Right. Exactly. So it's just, I mean, I think that like to that point also just like like I'm kind of in the hockey community locally now, um, but seeing the amount of kids that are at every single, like they have the junior Lancers, they have the junior Mavericks, like seeing the amount of children that are like really interested in this. And it's not limited to just boys. It's, it's all across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's like really cool, but I, I, I think that you're, you're onto something there and it's just like with volleyball, I mean, or softball or anything, like you put it on TV that could be something that someone hasn't seen before, hasn't experienced before. And then they're like, whoa, this is like really cool. And that, that could be any sport. I mean, hell, it could be pickleball, you know, like pickleball is having a moment right now all entirely because of the exposure that people are getting to it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's why I, these convert like that's why we talk about this stuff so much and it's just like a really exciting time to like see the more accessible things become to people mm-hmm. the the more that these sports grow regardless of what sport that may be yeah and i mean uh john cook himself said in like a little off you know we we did a separate little outside of the like main media thing we did a separate um interview with him and he thanked those of us who made it out there and was like you know it's not only means something a lot to us but it's probably like your readers and viewers and everybody is probably so appreciative to have you here as well and i i like i think he was right on the money i you know i i get to see the analytics and you know i always mm-hmm. i always say that football might drive the bus but that that bus needs to make stops uh, because there are a lot of other things that are moving the needle as well. And I think, you know, not for the record, like I always hear people when they, they talk about, I wish Hale Varsity would cover this. I wish Hale Varsity would cover this. And, you know, in a perfect world, if, you know, okay, here's, here's the thing. If you are listening to this podcast right now and you are not a Hale Varsity subscriber, I really recommend you become one because here's the deal in a perfect world. I would love to continue to hire staff that can cover every single beat possible. Right. You have to remember that it's we're at the same time, we're still a business and I can't just go hire everybody under the sun just because I want to, if we, you know, people aren't subscribing. So, you know, 
the worst thing that ever happened with the internet is people getting everything for free mm-hmm. because now that things, you know, people are really pushing those subscriptions. I don't know how often I see that on social where people are like, I can't read this. And it's, it's so frustrating because there's two ways to combat that. You either can become a subscriber and support, support that journalism. Or if you are somebody who has access to somebody with advertising dollars, because I see that argument a lot where people are like, well, just go get advertisers. Great. If you have access and you want to advertise with Hale Varsity or whomever, mm-hmm. please do. Right. Um, these things, they ultimately help us continue to grow what we're doing, build on the coverage, and then eventually, you know, put those those people in place to cover everything that yes. you're asking for. But I, I can't go ask somebody who's already working more than 40 hours a week to go put in, you know, another yeah. 15, 20 to f- successfully cover something that technically isn't their beat. And they're already like, you're already running people. Ragged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So I, here's, and by the way, if you're looking for a discount, you can use code MYOP at hailvarsity.com. Yes. So. I really just, I mean, that's a big thing for me where it's like, I really want to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're able to cover and what we're able to, you know, provide exposure to people for, but you can't do it if you don't have people subscribing and and engaging and being a part of it. So if you made it this far in the podcast, that is one way that you can directly help is by subscribing to what you, what you want to support. Because I can promise you, I I can't speak for others, but I have a pretty good idea, but I can speak for myself and I can speak for goals of Hale Varsity that, Every dollar that you invest into Hill Varsity, we are going to invest it back into be- more and better coverage. Mm-hmm. So just, just keep that in mind when you're like, yes. I want wrestling coverage. Awesome. Me too. We how would do, love to bring that to you. <laughs> how do I get a full-time wrestling beat writer? Um, I, I need people to keep investing in Hill Varsity and we'll yeah. get there and we'll make it happen. To see where Hill Varsity is today where, versus where it was 10 years ago is amazing but it's a mm-hmm. reminder of like we have so much further that we can still go yes and hey we just had our first big 10 volleyball media days so it's like there you go steps in the right direction yes exactly keep building steps on those staircases yes. eventually you'll get to where you want it to go it might take some time but and also i'm writing down the title for this um sometimes this is what I need to do is sometimes Sasha and I will say, and we'll be like, that's the title. And then we'll get away from like the episode totally and, recording, and we'll be like, what was, <laughs> what was it that we said? So I just wrote it down. Um, but yeah, this, this is, you know, an exciting time. There's going to be mm-hmm. a lot to discuss a lot to dive into. Um, mm. Obviously we will, we will have, a different perspective on all of it at the, here on the mind your own podcast. Yeah. But I am excited for what's ahead. Um, we will certainly see what the football season presents yes. to us. I'm very excited for uh, the opportunity to at least uh, kick things off in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's going to be, you know what? Buckle up everyone. It's going to be, it's going to be a journey. Yep, it'll be it'll be a wild ride to say the least. Um, and we'll just—it's kind of one of those wait and see, mm-hmm. like hurry up and wait. <laughs> and if if I could offer anyone, like in this next week, if like you're like, what can I do as I get myself ready for all of these sports seasons ahead? Like I said, support your support journalism you believe in. Um, I understand that like asking you to take your hard-earned dollars and invest into something is sometimes not 
is not something that is possible. So if it's not even just resharing, resharing, um, engaging with um, the little things that you can do like that go a long way. Um, even watching like this video on YouTube will help get us in front of new subscribers. So if you are watching this on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the channel, all of mm -hmm. that matters. So you like, even if you're like, I just don't have, I'm not financially in a place to purchase, a, purchase a subscription today, completely understand there are other ways that you can support. And then with that said, the only other thing I would just like, as we're getting ready for the seasons ahead, remind yourself of like social media etiquette that like be be kind to people on the internet like sometimes when things go badly or they're not what you want um it's We're easy expecting. to lash out but remember mm -hmm. there's a human on the other side of that screen and especially like in the state like in the case of the media you may not like somebody you may not feel strongly about somebody but still just try to remember that they are human at the end of the day and you may you are not going to like everyone yep we don't like everyone but yep. we don't have to be rude and mean to people in the process of it Exactly. Um, and also remember too, that's like sometimes <laughs> one expectations lead to resentment. Um, but two, um, it's like, I think it's a golden rule. If you don't have anything nice to say, you could just not say anything, um, uh, and just keep going. Um, but yeah, it, that goes for athletes that goes for media members that goes to your fellow human beings in general. Um, Mm -hmm. be, just be kind. And if you don't have anything nice to say, or you're frustrated, maybe set the phone down and walk away for a second. Go take a walk. There are yeah. so many times I think, see things on social media and it takes everything I have not to like go yell back. But it's like, just oftentimes set it down. <laughs> what is that going to do for them? Right. What is it going to do for me? And the answer is probably nothing. So, yes. well, as always, we appreciate you being here. You can send mm -hmm. us an email at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. I am actually just reminding myself that I need to go check in on our email inbox. So if you have emailed us in the last few weeks, apologies. Um, the one thing that is really hard I have found is my response time on things is sometimes completely directly tied and related to my own personal mental health. Mm -hmm. So I'm um, working through that. Um, but if you have, don't worry, we will get back to you. Uh, it's a new season, new, new year ahead. Um, <laughs> But you can also tweet at us at Aaron Sorensen at Sasha72. We also just appreciate like you chiming in there and we see mm -hmm. we see your responses as well. And I always appreciate knowing like where you are at listening to the episode because your responses mirror that moment yeah. in the podcast. So yeah, it'll be it'll be great. Like we said at the top of the show, if you notice that like we're a little off, like it might not be in the morning on Wednesdays or it might get just bear with us as we kind of figure out what this schedule is going to look like through fall and into winter, knowing it's going to get a little bit um, hectic. Yeah, great. You will have an episode. We promise it's just going to be a little like hit and miss for a little for a yeah. little bit. But there will be episodes. Mm -hmm. There will be episodes. It'll just be like a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> surprise episode. Here you go. Well, for sure. Thank you yeah. as always. We appreciate you. Bye. A Huda Media Production.